Walters Corporation is a global leader in analytical instruments and software. They've pioneered chromatography, mass spectrometry, and thermal analysis innovation serving the life, material, and food sciences for over 60 years. With more than 8,200 employees worldwide, Walters operates directly in 35 countries, including 14 manufacturing facilities, and with products available in more than 100 countries. Focused on improving human health and well-being by applying high-value analytical technologies and industry-leading scientific expertise, there'll be no shortage of interesting projects to get involved in. Plus, you can expect excellent benefits like health and dental insurance, great holiday, flexible and remote working opportunities, and attractive pension contributions. Want to see where a career with Waters could take you? Head on over to hackerjob.com where you could be matched with them. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the DevLab podcast brought to you by HackerJob. I'm your host, Ellis, and we've got a very, very exciting episode in the works today. We're currently joined by an exciting guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Rick Spada. I'm an engineering manager at a Bodice Corporation in Milford, Massachusetts. Brilliant. Rick, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Good, good. So, Rick, tell us about how you ended up at Waters Corporation, and can you give us a brief overview of what made you want to join? Well, the, prior to Waters, I was working for a company in Boston uh, that uh, did audio test and measurement equipment. And um, where I live, it was turning, turned out to be an hour and a half commute each way. So I was starting to you know, wear on me quite a bit in my family. So I started looking for new opportunities and Waters came up there 20 minutes from my house and I liked what they were doing. It sort of fit the bill for what I was, uh, what I was looking for in terms of you know, technology and benefit for what the products uh, offer. So this is, yeah, the thing I like about it is like, I like the water, water survives and yeah, there's real value that they bring to the world and I can get, I can sort of get, I can get behind that. Perfect. Yeah. And what does your role as development manager, Rick, entail week to week? Like how does it impact the, the wider business? My role, you know, there's a lot of the usual stuff that comes with my role uh, as an engineering manager and, you know, there's one-on-ones and reviews and all that sort of, you know, the, the people stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I also wear a couple of the hats. You know, I'm also a product owner for one product, and I'm also a program manager for another product. That boils down to me going to an awful lot of meetings, which, you know, it's interesting stuff. We're moving the product forward, and um, I, I like what we're doing. You know, one of the things I like about working on these products is that there's, you know, there is some amount of customer interaction, and I, I get a real sense of fulfillment knowing that what I'm doing is affecting a customer. and they're they're using our product to do something useful, and it, knowing what they're doing, how how what I'm, what I'm adding to bringing to the table affects what they what they're doing. It makes a lot of it provides a lot of fulfillment for me. It makes me want to get up out of bed in the morning, want to go to work. That's exactly what you want from your work. And just just off the back of that, obviously you're a manager now, so it involves a lot more sort of one to ones, people skills, meetings, and stuff. Do you miss the days of being? sort of hands-on all the time, Rick, just coding all the time, or? Well, it's interesting you ask that question, because one of the things that I, uh, when I first started working at Waters, I had a fair amount of white space in my calendar, and I asked my manager if there's anything I can do uh, to fill it, and she said, oh, go talk to this to this fellow over here. He's working on this new project called MicroApps, and uh, so I talked to him, and 
next thing you know, I'm writing some Python code on the side, you know, filling, oh, filling up my white, white space. And I still, you know, get a kick out of writing code. And I love, I love it because, it, you know, to me, writing code is solving problems. And I'm, I just love solving problems. So I'm, I haven't kept my finger out of the, uh, you know, the coding, you know, completely yet. I still do a little, I still dabble. Perfect. And I think that's sort of necessary to just to keep sort of up to date with, you know, their programming languages and modern tech trends mm -hmm. and everything. So I think that's great. So how do you align with Waters Corporation's values and why is this important to you, Rick? Well, for me, what, what I align with both Waters is that, you know, Waters focuses on improving human health and well-being. And I get a huge sense of fulfillment knowing that what I do has an impact on people. Um, mm -hmm. I also like the fact that I can point to something and say, well, that Waters had, had, was a part of that that it made, it, made some discovery possible. Perfect, perfect. And, and you mentioned earlier that you know, you do some people management, you also work on sort of specific product as well. How do you balance this to ensure the needs of both are like met sufficiently within like timeframes, et cetera? Uh, it's really, it's really hard to balance things, get the right balance. Now, I know with being the product owner and the manager for one, one team, you know, I've got people that report to me where I'm both their product owner and their manager and it, it can be confusing at times when we're having conversations as to knowing, okay, is Rick being the product owner in this, in this boat or is he being the manager? What am I supposed to take away from that? You know, how, how do I, you know, what, it, where is Rick going with it in a sense? Cause, uh, wearing a management hat, I mean, I mean, you know, whole completely different set of expectations of what, in terms of what I'm trying to accomplish versus what I'm trying to accomplish as a product owner. Mm -hmm. For those who, who aren't aware, in regards to like a skill set for a product donor, what do you think the sort of fundamental, obviously the technical understanding is, is crucial for this, but from like a soft skills perspective, what do you think a product owner and just a software engineering manager needs to possess to be successful, would you say? Uh, probably both, yeah, most important thing is, you know, organization skills and planning, because um, that's paramount when it comes to being a product owner. If, if you don't have those skills, if you're, if you're not organized, you're never going to be able to release product in, in alignment with the rest of the organization. You know, you'll always be, you'll have loose ends all the time and it, it doesn't you know, bode well for, for the product. If you're trying to achieve a certain set of deliverables and you're just, you know, if you're not organized and don't plan well, you don't end up beating those deliverables and you end up moving stuff off to the next, you know, subsequent releases. Mm -hmm. so it's a, yeah, I, I, that's why. That's why I say I, I think organ, you know, the organization and planning skills are paramount when it comes to being a product owner. It, it, you're trying to deliver something that alongside many other products at the same time. So, yeah, you, know, you just can't do it haphazardly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and thanks for for touching on that, Rick. When taking ownership of a team that's already been established. How do you keep them functional and also driven by the company mission? I think it's really important that teams see the bigger picture of what they do and how it fits into Water's mission. For me, it's never been about coming in and writing code and then going home. It's always been, I like to know that what I'm working on, you know, it does benefit somebody and that I can point to it and say, I, I had a part in that. I like to think that the people that work for me get a sense of fulfillment and they understand this bigger picture. As I said before, I think it gives people a reason for one to want to get out of bed and come to work. Um, mm -hmm. otherwise just a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And obviously there's been a, a huge uh, emphasis in, in software engineering to deliver more frequently. 
from your standpoint, Rick, how do you and the team sort of manage this? Um, we've really embraced that the whole notion of releasing more frequently, uh, you know, doing smaller releases and doing them more often. I think what that we like about it a lot is that the smaller releases tend to be of higher quality, in my opinion, because the team focus on just one or two things that affect a lot, a lot less code. So they have a small, it has a smaller footprint in the code. And then when you start doing a lot of stuff, yeah, things, they can go badly pretty quickly. I like to think that the work on these, you know, smaller, faster releases is, is real, it's a real benefit to the, to the product and the company. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's more of an efficient sort of cleaner way to, to, to be releasing code, I guess, if you're working on small amounts than rather big, big chunks from my understanding. Yeah, it, anyway. I think it just gives more focus on what, what you have to build. You're not spreading yourself too thin in, try, in terms of trying to understand all the bits and pieces that are going into, into the product and, you know, all the code that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Rick, this is just a sort of a personal que- a question I ask quite a lot of the guests on the podcast. In regards to what's going on in the in the tech world at the moment with AI, Web3, IoT, is there any sort of modern tech trends that you're personally interested in at the moment that, you know, you're looking to incorporate or just personal projects? Is there anything that sort of gets you going in the tech uh, world at the moment? Well, I, I've always had an interest in machine learning. Yeah, something that I, I started looking at when neural networks first came up back in the 80s. And uh, actually, they probably came up before then, but I started playing around in the 80s. With some of the work that I'm doing on the side with, uh, you know, on the spike web stuff, we talk about doing uh, some machine learning on, uh, integrating machine learning into the, into this software that I'm writing, you know, it's sort of do some modeling predictions in terms of, um, what the data is telling us, you know, whether the data can be good or bad, you're just sort of doing some sort of classification. So I don't know where it would actually, where it could, where it could go, but I think there's a little, to me, it's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's moving literally one week, there's one new thing and the next week it's, it's, it's old news. It's a, it's definitely an interesting space to be, to be a part of. So in regards to, to Waters Corporation, obviously you've mentioned that you're, you know, you're based in, in the U S and, and Waters Corp has many offices and locations. What are the highlights and challenges of being part of the, the U S team? Well, the highlight for me is that I get to work with some really incredibly talented people across the globe. Now that, that to me, it's a lot of fun. And you know, I learned from, I like learning from others and I like to think that people can learn from me as well. Mm-hmm. The challenges though, you know, I think the obvious one is, you know, just the time zone, uh, the time differences. Um, but, um, we manage pretty well with, uh, you know, having a lot of the overlap being in the morning, being in the morning. So we're, it's quite often in my morning, every morning in the week, it's pretty busy with, with, with meetings, talking to people that are you know, here in the U S and also overseas. And it's not, it's also not unusual for me to sometimes uh, have a six o'clock in the morning meeting with, uh, with somebody because that's the only time that we, our, our schedules overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet, I bet there is some difficulties with, uh, with locations. And are you, are you someone who's an advocate for being in the office all the time? Or would you prefer like the remote work in sort of split hybrid? What's your preference there, Rick? I think hybrid is a good, is a good model. I, I don't, yeah, there is something to be said about getting people together in a conference room with a whiteboard and you know, doing some design work. You know, that's mm-hmm. to me that, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, synergy that happens and, you know, in, in that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of environment, I think it's harder to replicate that when you're working remotely. All that aside, I've, I've really embraced the whole notion of working re- remotely. I, I've, you know, I, even though I'm closer to the office, I, I, uh, I seem to get that I can get a lot more done just because I'm right there, I, you know, it's not unusual for me to be working seven o'clock in the morning, you know, cause just because that's what, 
I'm, I'm done, you know, done with getting my day ready. So I don't have to drive 20 minutes. I can just get started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think hybrid is, is really helpful, but I think the whole notion of re- working remotely has been, it, I think a lot of people enjoy that quite a bit. Cool. So obviously we know Waters Corporation are actively hiring at the moment, Rick. What types of people are you looking for to join your team? And what tips would you give to applicants looking to, to join Waters Corporation? Well, there's the obvious things like, yeah, strong programming skills, but over my, my career as a manager, what I found out is that the most successful people I've worked with have really, they have excellent problem solving skills. They have initiative and they aren't afraid of, you know, to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. And it's for advice and they can go in sort of an alignment with the uh, last bit, you know, the best thing I can offer is just, just have candidates be on it. And if they don't know something, you know, just say, I don't know. So at the end of the day, it always comes out in the wash, what, you know, whether you know it or not, we, uh, it's not how it comes out. And we, it's not trying to, you know, hide that they don't know it. And that's, I, I frown upon that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like people who say, I don't, I like people who understand their limitations and they understand what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess, especially in that case, honesty is always the, the best policy. Yeah. Um, and just being, being up front and obviously from the technical standpoint, but is there any, like, a, obviously I've previously asked about soft skills for managers, but is there any, yeah, soft skills you'd look for in, in like some, like a software engineering appliance for the team? Is there anything you'd look for or you would, you, you would possess if you were a software engineer? No, communication skills are really huge. Um, you know, being able to express yourself and your ideas cogently to, uh, to, the, to your team is Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in, it's in, yeah, super valuable. You, you can't get by without it. Yeah, I, and I, I don't know if it's really a soft skill or what, but uh, yeah, the, the to me, someone who's got a lot of initiative is it, it can bridge the gap for a skill that you don't have. You know, because you know if you have that initiative or the drive to do things and learn things, you'll then you can end up being pretty, you know successful because of that. I should have. Mm-hmm. And, and just out of interest, Rick, when you're interviewing candidates. Do you ever look at their like GitHub repositories, oh, projects yeah. that they've worked on? Yeah. So oh, would yeah. you say that that is like a, a, a crucial thing that, it, let's just say juniors and offer engineers that are looking to start out to be consistent with their repositories? And do you look at all of their work from when they started just to see the sort of the evolution and the progression? It's one of those things where, yeah, it's just another bit of information that you can bring to the uh, conversation about whether the candidate is suitable for the position or not. Yeah, just looking at code doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, it's you know how do they come up with a design? Is the design of the code well architected, uh, or is it just something that was put, you know put together and you know on a Saturday on a Saturday afternoon and just you know it does a little bit of something pretty well, but it could be a lot better. Uh, yeah, I, I look at a bunch, you know a number of different things when it comes to a candidate. Yeah, there's certainly there if they have public repositories, I'll look at that. I, I looked at their LinkedIn stuff. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I. Uh, I look at the companies that they work that they used to work for and um, what contributions they had there, Wh- whether their contribution was uh, the individual or part of a team, um, or what their role was. You know, all those things play into my you know decision of whether you know bring somebody on or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that, Rick. I think that sort of crucial information. It's always good to hear from you know a, a software a, a development manager itself that you're looking at profiles all the time and. I sort of own in on that when I'm speaking to career switchers or junior software engineers that contribute into like open source projects and having all of that uh, sort of showcase your skills only going to enhance and strengthen your profile when applying for roles. So yeah, thanks for that, Rick. So 
in regards to to challenges and there's there's always challenges in in tech what challenges do you anticipate getting stuck into for for the rest of the year rick pretty much the same challenges and projects that i'm working on now that unify and l and um that's going to be you know my year and probably as far as i can see um the challenges that we have with some of these products other the team some of the team members don't know that much about the product so there's a, a lot of learning and a lot of uh a lot of learning on their part to come up with up to speed with the product so that they understand what they're doing and how it impacts the product. I think without that understanding, you're not as effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what happens if you're not if you don't understand it, you tend to just be very narrow in your in your approach, your solution, versus saying, oh, we're doing this, you know, this bit change, code change here, that might affect all these other places in the code. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, unless you have that familiarity, that that can sometimes get lost. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, com- I completely agree. And just out of interest as well, Rick, is there any any sort of resources that you use to like keep up to date with modern tech trends? Do you, is there any like YouTube channels, sort of online documentation, LinkedIn, any sort of influencers that you follow just to keep up with tech? Yeah, if I follow LinkedIn, like I think pretty much everybody else. And um, yeah, I do some reading, not a, not a whole heck of a lot, but I do have a book here and there that I that I pick up. You know, keeping my fingers in the coding, you know, side of things that helps me have solving problems that I'm not familiar with. And I end up having to learn something you know, about some new technology and uh, that's, that's always a lot of fun. I always get a charge out of that. Classic. Brilliant. And uh, what would you say are some of the biggest benefits of working at, at Wars Corporation? Like how do they support you holistically? So, you know, flexible working, diverse inclusion. You just touch on that for us, Rick. Uh, sure. You know, the way in which water supports us, I think, with respect to wellness has always impressed me. Um, you know, there are pro- you know, programs for mobility and pain management through a company called uh, Hinge Health, and um, that's helped me greatly because I've, I've always had back issues, and uh, now, now it seems to be alleviated. Yeah, they uh, have seminars on how to improve your sleep, and they also have take a, you know, strong focus on mental health. And, and the latter one was really important and personal to me because um, I, I have depression, and knowing that the, you know, that water supports support me in that is really important, you know, because mm-hmm. I've worked in other organizations where they didn't. And what ended, what ended up happening is being, it was a toxic work environment, which ended up not being very healthy for me. And, um, yeah, I, you know, so, you know, the whole idea of being conscious about mental health and, and the, and the well-being of your, you know, the people that work, you, that work for you are, is really important. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, I, one of the things that stress the people that work for me is always take care of yourself. You know, it's the most important thing you can do because yeah, I didn't, and I I ended up and you know I ended up having, having a nervous breakdown, and um, I hate I would hate to see anybody else be in that same spot that I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds brilliant that you know Waters Corp do have that sort of psychological safety and also that mental health awareness to to and that that again just breeds a better culture for their employees. It gets the most out of the employees. So it sounds brilliant there. So Rick, I think that's uh, that's all the time that we have for today's podcast but i just want to say a really really big thank you for for joining us on the podcast and sharing what it's like to work at waters corp and what are you looking out for when when looking for candidates and the benefits of working at waters corporation is there anything that you'd like to, to add rick before we uh we wrap up for today other than i've had a really great time uh, you know, participating in this uh, no, thank you quite a bit for it it's fun brilliant thank you rick Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify and Apple Music. Leave a rating and a review and make sure you're also following us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at HackerJobHQ.
Feel free to share whatever you're listening to on Instagram and tag us so we can reshare it. I'll see you guys in the next episode.